This episode is sponsored by Amazon Prime. Free delivery as fast as today. Get two-day delivery to same-day delivery with Amazon Prime. Get access to exclusive deals and watch award-winning Amazon originals, movies, and TV shows. Click the link in the description to get a 30-day free trial. Welcome to the Let's Talk Filmmaking Podcast, where we talk about everything filmmaking and creative. In this episode, we have Egan. He is back to talk about his new documentary coming out September 29th, Food Truck Chefs. We're going to talk about production, what inspired him to create the documentary, and how he got it on Amazon Prime. Okay, we have Egan. Man, it's been a while. Right. Yeah, hey, yeah. I rem- hey, yeah. <laughs> Look, when I get it once, when I get it correct once, I usually will get it right. It's it's if I forget your name, then I'm gonna be like, okay, yeah. I, I, what's your name again? Um, yeah, I respect that. But no, nah, your your name is so unique. I can get it right, you know. So cool, perfect. Uh, there you go. Yeah, it's been a little while since you've been on the show. Um, yeah, it's been like April ish. Dang, has it been April? Yeah, because you was right after the women's women's series. Uh, yeah. Oh man, it has. Yeah, so it was cool because I was um, I was on here last time and I was just talking about the idea of like thinking about making this documentary. So it's kind of cool to come back and, and, uh, uh, and yeah, share what I learned. Elizabeth, she is in post. Um, she's like at the end of post right now with her uh, <clears throat> film. So mm. I think I think uh, just like how you're here to talk about your documentary, <laughs> she'll be coming back soon to talk about her short film. So uh, perfect. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool. Uh, it's that time. <laughs> it is that time, man. I need to. I need. I've been thinking about doing a documentary myself. So. I have a few mm. few in mind, so a lot of these questions are going to be, you know, from me. Uh, but <laughs> I'm also curious about, because uh, is this your, this isn't your first, like, what kind of level of documentary is this, like? Um, so this isn't a feature length. Um, you know, I'm, I'm putting that off for a couple of years because I want to make sure, like, that one is, like, really good, right? Mm-hmm. Um but so this one is about like 25 minutes long. And so this is the first time I've ever done like an Amazon one. Um, so everything beforehand has been on YouTube, uh, Facebook, whatever. But this time I had to actually worry about real like copyright issues, you know, right. like with the music. Um, thankfully, we had uh, Cryo Music for the composer. So that helped a lot. So and just dealing with things like um, you'll see in the behind the scenes video, actually, when that's up, uh, we had to like create a lot of sounds from scratch um, because our... Uh, or what was it the shotgun mic audio which is horrible like especially in these food trucks where everything is like buzzing super you have loud all, you can't actually hear you have all those yeah. generators you have all those oh uh, man just the trucks have to be on for them to actually work yeah oh yeah, yeah. yeah. and then like the and then the settings were just like boosted up anyway so it was like a disaster um so yeah then we went back and um just like did foley and like literally just recreated like all of them so it was really fun though Ooh. so yeah it's definitely the highest level i've done for sure um cool i learned cool. a lot so cool cool man so yeah give me give me first of all the uh the trailer is out now correct yes and it just came out like 10 20 minutes ago where can 30, 30. where can they where can they find that yeah so you can find that on youtube um you can go to uh food truck chefs film.com you can see it on there or you can check out um, my Facebook at Moribund Studios. Yeah. So. And I'll, I'll have that in the show notes uh, as well. Perfect. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, okay, so <clears throat> give me the idea behind, like, what made you want to do this documentary? Because uh, <laughs> food trucks, especially where I live, is booming. Like, we mm. didn't have as many food trucks as we did now. Like, yeah. Uh, I'll probably say two or one year, like one years ago, one year ago, we didn't have as many yeah. now. So like, what, well, what it's was interesting? Um, it's interesting that you say that because um, I uh, I've been living outside of Columbus for a while. That's where I started filmmaking, and um, 
I'm actually gonna be moving back there soon. And um, I visited recently, like a couple months ago, and I noticed how in the main like downtown area is that airplane lounge. Can you hear that? I can I can hear a little, just barely okay. though. I'm just making sure. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, yeah, in, in downtown Columbus now, there's like all these food trucks like everywhere that I literally have never seen like just two years ago. Um, so yeah, it's definitely a drastic change, which is really cool. Um, for me, pretty much, I was just well. First of all, this is the first documentary where I was looking for an idea. You know, all the other times where, you know what it's like, the ideas just kind of just come to you or because of something that happens, right? Um, so this is the first time I really try to, like, find something. And um, I was pretty much just, like, looking online at, like, random news, like, local news, like Orlando news. And um, I just saw something about food trucks. And I always thought to myself how interesting they were because, um, you know, I always thought, like, who – what kind of person, like, wakes up and just thinks, like, I'm going to create a food truck and quit my, my job, you know what I mean? It's such a You'd be weird... surprised. You'd be surprised. Yeah, no no, it's it's pretty common, like that's what I've come to learn. But that was my first thought was like I feel like these people have some crazy stories. And it is true. I mean, you know, the one woman you see in the trailer, uh, Vivica, she has an insane story. Um she used to be a drag racer in Sweden. And yeah. <laughs> and a bodybuilder. You know, what? so stuff like that is like yeah, yeah. So these food truck owners have insane stories and um you know at first it started off as just like i'm just gonna capture them and like it was just like kind of i was kind of interested in it but as i went on it's like there's actually so much more to it and um just seeing like how these people kind of create an opportunity for themselves you know like creating a business like especially a restaurant is not very easy because all the capital investment and all that but seeing how they don't let that become an excuse and creating a food truck, to me, that was just super inspiring. So, yeah. Yeah, like, no, yeah, seriously. Uh, I know a couple of people that have their own food trucks, and they are always, like, busy running. Uh, they might have to, yeah. they also do catering. Um, but none of them were a, was a bodybuilder or uh <laughs> <laughs> Eraser, that's ins- yeah. I did not even get that She's vibe crazy. from seeing her, so that is crazy. <laughs> yes. But you know Pretty what? Because so so as you were shooting this, you really didn't see an ending, as you know some documentaries yeah. do. Like you basically get a crap ton of information and you sit down and say, okay, let's create a story out of this. So like that was kind of like the way you you done yours as well. Yeah. So pretty much. Um... I started off by um, going to Reddit, actually. Actually, I can't believe I never thought of this before, but pretty much what I did was I went to the subreddit for food trucks. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who don't know out there, Reddit is just a bunch of different little communities, and you have, like, subreddits and subcommunities. There's a Reddit for, the, like, almost yeah. anything. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. You'd be surprised. And um, so I just kind of reached out to them, and I was like, hey, like, what would you guys like to see? Because obviously it's like when I think about it, the first core audience is going to be people interested in food trucks. So I might as well reach out to them and see what they want. You know, and I thought how interesting that was. Cause this is like, you know, back in the days, like you could not do anything like this before just like directly gauging what people want, you know? So, um, and then from there I, um, I got a, like a general idea, you know, the main idea I was getting from them was that they wanted to see something, um, that didn't glorify food trucks. Because, you know, you see a lot of, like, chef shows where they make it look so easy and afterwards, like, it's nice because you're inspired, but they kind of make it look like anyone can do it, which is not the case. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, here, they, they're actually, like, you know, changing laws for uh, food trucks. you got to have a license for yeah. it. Uh, and that's one thing we cover a lot. Um, during, like, a good amount of this film, um, we go um, – we talk to Michael Blasco from – Tampa Bay food trucks where he shows like how they make food trucks like custom build them and everything which is really crazy and he covers a lot about licenses and um, all the rules and it's just ridiculous like he talks about how <clears throat> sometimes you can make a truck towards a certain rule and then the rule can just change in one year and you have to build a whole new food or like do something different and it's like 
that's scary, you know. It, <laughs> I can't it imagine is. That. It is, and like uh, here, the city is actually creating their uh, in Bossier City. Uh, they're redesigning the downtown area, and they're actually making a space specifically for food trucks. Like they're wow. having uh, areas where they can come and hook up and everything. But no, yeah. Is it like free? Like, or not free, but is it like you can go there whatever if you have a permit? Uh, well, if you have a permit, yes. But, you know, mm-hmm. once again, if you that's, have a That's so nice, though. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's cool. Like I said, it's, food trucks are really becoming more popular. And my fiance actually says, and I, I, I totally disagree with her, uh, said <laughs> that soon food trucks will take over brick and mortars. And I'm like, uh, well, you know I don't, I don't yeah. think so. That's it's kind of it's kind of pushing it because you know I want to be able to sit down and you know a food truck can't completely uh, you know just push uh, brick and mortars out. Matter of fact, I yeah. know two caterers and food trucks that are now trying to get a brick and mortar because they yeah, become okay, yeah. they hmm. become so popular. Uh, with their food truck and people been wanting more and more. Yeah. Well, it's interesting about that. I was just thinking recently <clears throat> how, you know, with um, a lot of like chains becoming extremely popular and um, eating out is becoming a lot popular and faster food is becoming popular. Um, we see like the decline of like normal like mom and pop shops. You know, you have like good brick and mortar restaurants and then you have these other ones that aren't as like well branded but they're known locally, right? And I just started realizing, like, as we see the decline of these, like, I'm starting to think that food trucks are replacing that for the first time. Like, this is, this is the first time where people are, like, really, like, eating locally again mm-hmm. instead of, like, chains or, like, a very well-known restaurant. So I think that's a really good thing. And I think, um, like you said, it gives them a lot of early chefs, like, a good opportunity to, like, get their foot in the door to that. So, Yeah. That's, I that's, think it's a great thing. That's usually what I see. And, yeah, we love our local uh, food food joints yeah. here. All right, so let's <laughs> let's get dig into production. Uh, yeah. Pre-production, did you do uh, everything on your own? Did you have a team? Yeah, um, so pre-production, it was mostly just me. Um, I didn't have a producer for this. Um, so pretty much what I did was, all I had to really do is just like schedule things. Um, so this was kind of challenging because it's the first time. I was just about to say, I, I just have to schedule. I like, do. Do you know how much work that is alone? Yeah. <laughs> scheduling, yeah. scheduling locations, getting the people there. But uh, yeah. I guess documentaries is different with like films where you don't deal with like actors, I guess. Because like yes. that makes things different. And the location doesn't matter as much as a documentary. As like a you know a short film or narrative filmmaking, it's like because it has to look nice in narrative filmmaking. But documentaries, it's like whatever is relevant, you know. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it was challenging because it's the first time, as you can tell, I've had like multiple subjects, and so um, when dealing with a crew like uh, um, we had a DP and a, a boom op, um, I was trying to figure out how to shoot it all on like next to each other instead of like you know what I mean like different days like super far apart. So that's like a new challenge because then you have to figure out like how to schedule people in this time frame of like a couple of days. And that was, that was challenging for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, it worked out. So yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, that's one of the, one pretty huge and because yours is kind of 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, that is a process trying to make sure. And sometimes you have no choice but to wait. Uh, depending on your documentary, you might have to wait till yeah. something is over or starts or uh, yeah, yeah. to like get it. <clears throat> so luckily you didn't have to deal with that. But um, you also had to do, uh, let's see, you had your scheduling, your equipment. So did you already have a lot of the equipment? Did you have to rent yeah. anything? So we got super lucky. Um, for me, well, my DP... Um, had a bunch of equipment, so that was good. Um, and the one I was worried about was like audio equipment, because I thought to myself, like, I'm definitely going to rent that. And then that was also going to, you know, like we talked about like scheduling in a very tight time frame. It's like if you have to rent, then you really have to do it. Like, you have no choice at that point. But thankfully, um, our boom op, Emma, she 
was able to get it from her school for free. So that was like very nice and don't want to pay for that, you know, and it's very nice equipment. So, um, yeah. And then we, yeah, we pretty much, um, I don't think we rented any equipment. The only thing we rented was, um, later on when I recorded in North Carolina, we used a, um, what things called? It just slipped my mind. Um, a lav mic. So, oh that's what yeah. We rented, so. yeah. That's like the only thing we rented. I, I can see know, that. When I was by myself, I was, uh, I was like, man, I was like, it's like, I don't, I can't. Like when you're recording um, an interview by yourself, it's really weird to set up all the sound yourself because it's not that weird. I do when it. You get there. Well, it's not weird. Like <laughs> what I mean is like it takes a lot of time because it does. You have to like like not only to like set it up, but it's also like you have to get there and like talk to the people, and then you have to like give them time to like feel comfortable talking to you so they can feel comfortable on camera and. It's just like this whole thing, and then if you're just like setting up and you haven't talked to them yet, it's like yeah, it's, it's super weird, but it does. Um, it's a process. It's I'm about to say it's a process, but you get used to it. And like if usually it what helps with me is like I have a pretty good people person vibe anyway, so uh, mm-hmm. it's easier for people to talk to me. And if they're not, then like sooner or later and throughout their interview, like they kind of like yeah, you know, um, yeah, but. Yeah. So I gotta save the hard questions for last. Yeah. Start the easy stuff. Interview tip right there. We, you know, with the food truck, it's kind of like, where do you inter- interview them? You know, and for me, I thought, well, maybe I could interview them in their house, but it just felt so weird. Like, I felt like it had to be outside their food truck, right? It did. And so, yeah. And so, but the problem is also like the noise that comes with that. There was absolutely no sound control during these interviews. And, um, you know, during one that we did, oh my God we had to stop so many times because they were at a venue that was like next to a highway uh-huh. and so that was the biggest challenge so for emma like big props to her because um she really had to deal with that and did it very successfully i think as well as she could but yeah she was um she, yeah she's in school right now so she's still working on on it but she's gotten really good like really fast um yeah i think she did a good job honestly and probably better than what i could do so sound uh-huh. is definitely I hope, I hope yeah. she keeps up keeps up with it because look, we need more sound people that uh, you know, yeah are trying to go for it. It's a great area to go into. It is. Yeah, because everyone needs sound. And sound is the most important thing. So it doesn't matter how good your film looks. Like if it's yeah, yeah, like if shit, it, if it if it sounds like crap, yeah. Yeah, it's it yeah. will <laughs> it will definitely hurt your uh hurt your film. So what what camera did you use yeah. for uh the documentary? So we used a um, – so my DP used a Canon 5D. Um, I think it was like a Mark IV. Oh, okay. Um, and so, yeah, and so that was really cool because I've always wanted to have one of those. Um, but, yeah, this was a, a struggle because um, – so he recorded all the Orlando stuff, and I actually moved just like you did. And um, so right now I'm in North Carolina. And so I wanted to record one more person here or one more, like, subject – and so I had to record that. And the issue was, like, in color grading, this became a challenge because I recorded in 4K, and then I didn't realize in the color grading it would become such an issue with, like, the scaling of it, you know, and trying to get it right. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah, the equipment was really good. Um, this is definitely probably the highest level of equipment we've used, but it wasn't, like, amazing or anything. But. I think I think like in the documentary you can get away with that a little bit. Like uh it don't have to yeah, be definitely. completely the same. I I think that's no, another great thing about like you know doing documentaries. You can get away with like bending the rules a little bit in some ways. Yeah, that's what I love about. It. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I mean the good thing was like both cameras had capability for log footage. So like that's all I wanted, you know, mm-hmm. just for color grading. So that was incredible. So, yeah. Yeah, so you... Also, this is the first film I ever color graded, by the way. Like using really? like the Vin- yeah, using Da Vinci and, and everything. And you used so... Da Vinci, okay? Yeah. Did so you was, edit? I, like, I learned. Yes, I, le- I edited everything, and so I learned Da Vinci just for this project. Okay. And that was that was my was next crazy. question. I was like, yeah. did you have a learning time before you like jumped into this uh, documentary yeah. well, trying to? The documentary was learning. Yeah, oh it's... man, you took a risk with that. Yeah, <laughs> but hey, you came out. You came out on top, though. 
you came you, you definitely it. came through that's i've been thinking about trying i wouldn't i wouldn't dare do do what you did uh but <laughs> <laughs> i've been thinking about trying to uh DaVinci myself because um when i have people ask me like hey is that an alternative to uh premiere i'm like yeah like there's a lot of yeah. them there's hit film there's da vinci there's uh um well so we actually i edited in premiere um I okay just, like, okay see i thought you edited in da vinci as well i was about to say yeah, no. dude yeah but i was actually really impressed um you know for me like i'm like really stubborn with editing systems like i've only really used two in my life well i guess like i used like windows movie maker when i was younger but um then i used like sony vegas and I barely was able to switch to Premiere because I had to force myself since it's like the industry standard, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like usually picky with that stuff, but I was very impressed with DaVinci when color grading how the editing software is so like fluent in there. Like it's basic, but it's extremely nice and it just works so well with the color grading process. And even with Premiere, you know, it's like I can take <clears throat> take the Premiere files, put them into DaVinci, and I can still like edit them mm-hmm. very perfectly. Really? And I was like, that blew my mind. I had no idea you can do that just from the XML file. So that was a huge. I oh mean, yeah, yeah, with the, listening. Yeah, with yeah, XML yeah. file. Like, like, duh, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, and and filmmakers they they also use Avid. You know, uh, I I don't know how much yeah. e, uh, experience you have with Avid. Uh, no. When I was at the well, news, I think, oh, you go, sir. At the news station, I I was working on Avid for like four years. And I mean, in wow. college, that's what I was learning, Avid. And I can see why uh, professional filmmakers are using Avid to edit because it is seamless and you can go into... The uh, files, like or, uh, organizations. Uh, that's, right? that, okay, so that's, okay, so that's the best thing about Avid is if you have multiple people working on the film, Avid actually has a system where, like, you can do that. Mm. so that's another reason why it works so well somebody can be working in a project and another person can be working on another part of the film and it kind of works and blends together uh yeah because of how avid works now would i use avid for like you know creative projects uh no (laughs) (laughs) no because it it there is a learning curve to that it's not the best looking um software yeah i cannot stand the look of it like for me like super biased because like i've always been so against avid for some reason um i've known it's industry standard but for some reason i've always just like loved premiere like ever since using it and i'm really glad to see that the tide shifting a little bit where it's starting to become more premiere um besides like you know uh triple-a budget films like of course they're using avid but you know just seeing movies like even just like deadpool using premiere like is a huge step yeah and um actually you know I'm, I'm honestly surprised like that it seems like the biggest move for premiere is actually in because that's surprising me because you would think with all the footage you have you would use the file organization for avid but i don't know hey um, i mean for it, what, so. whatever the editor is more comfortable with exactly. <laughs> um so let's see. Okay, so like, okay, post production. Yeah. So you got that was a bitch. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you got you got the film together. <clears throat> like, because you're dealing with Amazon, you already say you had to deal with copyright. So like, kind of give me yeah, yeah. kind of give me the timeline of what happened during the post production process of getting uh the documentary out. Yeah. So. That process took way longer than I actually anticipated. Um, you, you know, the funny thing is, I legitimately thought that I would have this finishing out by like early August. I think I probably even told you that too, actually. Um, but yeah, th- it's just so complicated. Like, you know, I got so spoiled from before of just taking sound effects or anything off like YouTube that I wanted. And you probably shouldn't even do that in general. Like, that's kind of messed up. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> you know, like. I was so spoiled by that. So like, trying, yeah, trying to deal with copyright and their guidelines and everything. Like, you know, even just like worrying about like closed captioning. It's like I've never had to do something like that. Um, and yeah, it was just like, man, it was, it, it was such a hard experience. Like, not only was this the longest thing I've ever edited. Like before this, 
the longest thing I've ever edited was like 10 minutes. So not only that, but trying to weave different stories between each other and man, it was just a struggle. And like, you know, with documentaries, um, you most of the time, like, I, I don't think most people even have a set story. Like they have a, they don't. a story idea in mind, but you're literally figuring it out as you're going. And then you start realizing after you finish a cut, you're like, oh, wait, I'm actually supposed to do it this way. And then you, like, start all over. Yeah. And so it's rough, man. Yeah, like some people might – okay, let's say you, you do a documentary to uh, find out find out more about this subject and you already have, like uh, – let's say you, you, you're doing a documentary on a trial of, of a guy mm. and he's like, this guy is innocent or whatever. And – and this is like happening like as 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 the trial is going. And then as you're doing the documentary, you find out, oh wait, he he might, you know, he might, he might be guilty. Uh so yeah, now yeah. you have now you have that twist. So that's <clears throat> going into a documentary, that, that is one that one, once again, one of the best things about doing it is because you're learning as you go and you're yeah. actually seeing that in a way in your film yeah Uh, yeah, that's that's the cool thing is like you know i feel like with narrative filmmaking it's like if you're in the editing phase and you realize that the story sucks ass yeah you're you're screwed yeah you can't you can't do anything yeah i mean there's like very little things you can do but like not a lot and um you know it's very interesting with this film um i realized like once i came to north carolina i was editing and um I actually realized I was missing a huge chunk of like what I wanted. Um, I realized with the footage, it's like I had footage of them working on the food truck. I didn't have them working on like the the outside behind the scenes, like prepping and um, just where they get the food and like all these different things. And so the cool thing about documentaries, and you probably can't do this with a lot of you know other projects, is I actually shot this while in editing. Like that's sec- uh, the second part actually, mm-hmm. and so I took everything that I missed from the first part in Orlando, and I just nailed it on um, the second one. So that's like an example of like how it literally just grows as you're editing, and yeah, so that yeah, was a lot. I mean, you could do it, but um, <laughs> it'll cost a lot more, <laughs> a yeah, lot yeah, more so money. Well, see, the and, good is, like I was able to do that by myself. Um, but right. like, if I needed a crew, like that was not going to happen. You have so, to deal with scheduling again. Yeah. So I wouldn't recommend doing that if you didn't have to. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So. Okay. So like you, yeah. like with the music, Sorry, yeah. uh, you had somebody compose the music, uh, yeah. for what like over fifty percent of the documentary, or. Um. Yeah. So Cryro Music. Um. He's a good friend of mine. Oh, Craig. Um. Yeah. So he composed a good amount of it. He. Yeah. Um, I pretty much just sent it to him. I, I mean, I feel bad because I sent him the worst rough cut in the world. Like, <laughs> it was so bad. Like, I can't believe he sat through that. Um, and yeah, then he just worked on the music for about a month while I was, um, you know, kind of like learning the color grading part of it. And uh, then he sent it back. So yeah, he did like most of the music, um, which is really nice because not only does it match a little bit better, um, you know, you don't have to worry about copyright in that case. So um because a lot of people don't realize, even with like royalty-free music, like that sounds really good on the outside, but people don't realize that that's not copyright-free. Like you, right? It's like you can use it, but if you use it for something like Amazon, you have to pay for that. So, um, yeah, a lot of people don't realize and think they would probably get in trouble. For yeah, that, so. you still have to buy some sort of license, uh, especially if you're gonna make money from from it. And it costs a lot that way. Oh it costs yeah. A lot yeah. Oh so, yes, it and especially does. if your film does good by accident, then you will be screwed. You so. will definitely be screwed because now everybody <laughs> want a piece of their money. So yeah, yeah, yeah. and you'll make so that man. I got a real Motown soul feeling from that. That guy was great. That when y'all watch the uh, trailer, it's it's gonna hit you. He, you know what's he, funny about that song was he sent me the music on a Google Drive, and so I was just driving around like listening to them and trying to get a feel. Like you know, he sent me a list of like where he wanted it, but I also wanted to listen to it and like feel it out myself. 
and I heard that song in the car. I was like, yo, I was like, this needs to be in the trailer. Like, this is amazing. Yeah. And I had told him that. He, and he was telling me, he's like, yeah, he's like, that's the, my favorite song I've like, ever made, ever. So I was like, oh, wait, we've got to put it in there. And uh, yeah, I think people like it. So. Heck yeah. It's definitely in the film, too. So yeah. Well, that's another, cool. that's another thing I tell people. It's like, look, best way to get around like licensing, like if you live in an area where most likely you do, unless you're like in a very, very small town, town uh, find a band or or artist or somebody that's trying to like get up there along with you and yeah. like get them to well, the crazy, yeah. pose something. Well, the internet now, you can like, man, you can reach out to anyone. Like, he, I'm pretty sure he lives in like Switzerland. I can't remember exactly what country it is. I keep forgetting. Um, but somewhere in Europe. So it's crazy that I'm able to even work with him. Wait, he, and, oh, I thought this guy lived in like the same town as you. So, no, oh no, I have never met this guy in my life. You connected <laughs> with this guy and he yeah. decided, hey, yeah, I'll definitely like work, work with your, uh, well, actually, on your documentary. Yeah, so he did the music on the last one too. Oh, so okay. Going into this one, like, yes, yeah, so we definitely had that already. Um, so that was good. But yeah, it's it's really interesting. Like with him, and this goes back to like, we probably talked about this on the first podcast of like how important it is to like network connections. Yeah, like networking, like long term networking, networking, right? Yeah. And so how long it goes, and like like I met him well like online like 2016 or something. We followed each other, and back then like I was making like very stupid videos, so there's like no way we were working together. And um, I always respected his work. You know, he used to produce for a rapper named Abstract. Well, he still does. Um, and so I just remember, like, always respecting him so much. And finally, it's gotten to the point now, like, three years later, that, like, we're finally working together. And so that's just an example of, like, you know, being patient with your connections. And if you're, like, talking to someone who's kind of, like, above your level, like, you know, you'll get there eventually. So, exactly. Like, don't, yeah. Don't yeah. Yeah. Just keep yeah. hanging around. And like... don't get... And that's the promise, like, when people, if you get, like, jealous, and, like, you know, it's human nature, but if you get, like, super jealous of people you're connected with like that, and um, it doesn't really make sense because you'll lose the connection when you get to that point. Right, and, um, exactly. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I talk to a lot of people that that's better than me, so. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> to make me sure. Too. Yeah, that's to how, make that's how you get better, Yeah, so. that's how you get, that's how you get to that, to that point, you know? Okay, so, like. You got to tell me how you have you actually even got on Amazon because I know Amazon is a huge supporter of indie uh, film. That's kind of yeah. like the niche they uh, they're going for to com- to compete with you know Netflix and everybody because uh, you know Netflix they just say hey make this movie here's the money you know whatever yeah. uh, unless you're gonna contract with them and then they're like okay you have to make X amount of movies in this amount of time. Yeah, they pretty much own it. Yeah. And then, yeah, exactly. Then they pretty much own it. So, kind of how. Yeah, that's how a really cool thing about Amazon. So, like with Amazon, it's really cool how even if you put it on there, you still own all the rights completely, which is very, very good. Um, you know, because if, if you. Um, I've actually seen this, like, I've seen people who have their film on Amazon and then they still, like, later get a deal with Netflix or Hulu and they buy it out. And you're able to do that because Amazon doesn't own it, which is nice. So, yeah, with Amazon, <clears throat> pretty much it's just um, like a submission pro- process. And um, you submit it to their like uh, Amazon Prime video director, Prime director, whatever it is. And they, you know, they check it for a while. So there's just like a bunch of different guidelines. Like the main one obviously needs to like look good. Um, it can't look like complete shit or sound bad. <clears throat> the main one is like worrying about closed captioning. Um, and this is something I've never had to deal with. Like, I thought to myself that I just had to, like, write it down. I thought it was, like, transcripting. But actually what it is is, like, you have to, like, program it into the film. And so I would recommend everyone, if you do that, just go to a website, like, rev.com. Like, they do closed captioning for, like, $1 a minute. It's incredible. Whoa. Um, and they program did it. Is $1 a minute now? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a lot more expensive than that uh, because yeah. I remember it, looking into that. If it's one dollar, man, yeesh, yeah, definitely do that because that saves save so much time. And if you think about, it, like, I wish I had thought about this before, but like, if you shoot a bunch of interviews, um, you can literally just go to them and they'll t- transcribe the whole interview, 
instead of going back and forth between clips, you can just like highlight what you like from the interviews and then edit it from there because they have like time codes and everything. So that's just a tip out there if someone wants to do that. But yeah, um, and then they, you know, there's all these different things like you need a trailer. So this is the first time I've ever made a trailer like in my life, um, just for that mostly, and get on the cover art and yeah. So it's kind of a process, but it's it's very indie friendly for sure. Um, yeah. Very cool, but that you know that's the funny part is like to me I kind of decided in my mind like I'm I was gonna get it on there, um but you know when saying this I actually didn't know yet, which is <laughs> <laughs> kind of funny you know yeah um, but that's just one of those things that you just had kind of to manifest and like to me like I knew I could get on there like um like you said it's very indie friendly as long as you can meet the guidelines which like I knew I could um but yeah so it's probably not the safest thing to always do for people but you know. Well, I mean, yeah. there's a lot of crap on there as well. So, yeah, yeah, I'm quite sure you, you could have met those guidelines very easily. How many times yes. did you have to, like, <clears throat> uh, go through their system to, like, make sure it was, uh, you know, everything um, was the, checking off? Yeah. The first time I kind of messed up, actually, because um, I didn't understand what they wanted with, like, the cover art. Like, because they were asking for a key image. And for me, I thought a key image was a still from the movie or the, the film. And so they wanted like a three by two cover art and then a 16 by nine cover art. And so I accidentally had like different images, which you're not supposed to. So that was like the only thing I think I messed up the first time. Um, but I actually caught that. So I just like re-uploaded it the next day. So yeah, it's a really, I mean, they do a really good job of explaining what you need to do. Like it's not like, you know, you have to figure it out on your own. So it's really really cool that's awesome man so like uh i know you already talked about this on the instagram if you're not following following egan on uh his uh <laughs> instagram you should so you can keep up with yes. the film because um, yes and we're I, gonna be doing a really cool um <clears throat> i'm really excited about this behind the scenes video we recorded um i, think I am too hopefully it'll inspire yeah hopefully it'll inspire a lot of people like man you especially, since you're a sound person, you're gonna crack the fuck up at how we recorded these sounds. Um, we actually, I was using this microphone right here, and I just like what? was walking around. Yeah, like just like walking around with my Mac. <laughs> and um, the the funniest thing that we did was actually like my dad helped me with this. And there's a shot. My favorite shot is like there's like trees blowing in the background. And so we went to the park with me carrying my Mac in my hand and this USB microphone. And we were just like moving tree branches, and then we multiplied it like in the post production. <laughs> really? Yeah, it sounded perfect. Like it was so funny. Hey, look, like like I was thinking, like any uh, any way to get it done, you know? If yeah, yeah, get it done. There's so many rules. Uh, we actually have an episode. It's one of our top episodes. Um, ten, I think it's ten things you need to know before doing your first short film. And mm -hmm. I talk a lot about sound, sound engineering, yeah. uh, in the uh, in that episode because that was that was like me and my uh, writer and director at the time. That was our like return to filmmaking, and mm. like all the mistakes we were making. It was like we know this why did we mess up i mean why did we why yeah. did we think about this now to be to be fair the guy at the time we was doing it for he was supposed to be the real director and they did a lot of the um pre-production so i didn't go locate location scouting with them and all that because mm -hmm. then i would told them like yeah we can't do this here uh they're like yeah there's like air conditioning around these buildings, everything that, and oh my God, uh, during the film, we were shooting at a time where like all of the, what are those things called when, you, uh, out, when you're outside and they just make all types of noise? Oh, the, <clears throat> like the uh, cicadas? Yes. Oh my God. Yeah, those are fucking those with sound birds <laughs> generators i was like this scene is going to suck 
and then the yeah. sun is just going down. And you so cannot like, fix that. You post, can't. So. You can't. So like that's why I was Unless like, you want to redesign, like redesign every single sound. So, and I, which you don't want to do. I hate ADR. I hate yeah. AD unless you like it's one of those things where you have to do it. But if you're trying to fix it, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it with yeah. a passion. Um, it's worse. Yeah, <clears throat> but it, it's a, you know it's one of those things where it's if you have to do it, it's worth it. Because um, those those sound errors really take you out of the film, like way does. faster than the visual error. So it does. And um, that's the one thing I was thinking about is like when watching um, the difference between like the first sound and like the edited sound. Um, it's it's amazing because you don't even notice the sound the second time but that's like what you want because you want it immersive like you don't want to have to put emphasis on the sound effects like right yeah so oh yeah sound sound design is killer dude and um yeah i don't know if i told you last time but i there's a guy that has a online course that basically teaches everything that i even learned in college my two years in college he teaches Mm. you that and more in this course um, called mm. that audio guy. Uh, okay. So I I might even resend that to you. Um, because mm. it's it's just nice things to know. That and lighting. Yeah. I don't know how much lighting you did in this documentary, because I know that was that probably would have been another thing you would ha- you would have yeah. to rent, and then you have to rent a generator <laughs> for those lights. So exactly. Yeah. And then it's like that. Yeah, exactly. That's the problem. Um. Yeah, man, that sucks. I mean, the good thing is, like, with um, some of the food trucks, like, they usually, like you said, they try to plug in somewhere. Um, right. They don't have to, but they usually want to. So usually there's something close by for that. Um, but, yeah, that was a, man, that was a challenge. Like, man, interviewing, the interview shots were just such a challenge here. It was insane. So I know for a fact that next documentary I'm not going to do outside interviews anymore. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm done with that. <laughs> Well, at least you'll That's be funny. experienced where you can, like, you know, work around it. Um, yeah. Hell, I mean, you you probably could have had the food truck in the distance and then had them, like, far away. Zoomed in. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then had, had them away. But, you know, it's just, you know, experience. And, hey, dude, you got something out there, like, that's why I really was like, hell yeah, come back on the show to talk about that. Because, like I said yeah. in the beginning, uh, when you first came on, you're doing a lot of stuff. Uh, especially for your age that, hey, some people haven't even uh, done now or want to take that step and just haven't. Uh, like I said, yeah. I I have some uh, documentaries in mine, and I've just been busy with a lot of other stuff that I'm doing uh, that I'm, that's going to make me money. And Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's the one part. That, yeah, that's the, that, that's the one part. Like, okay. For me to do this passion project, I have to be have to make sure everything else is taken care of. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, kudos to that dude. That's a, yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, that's the hard part about documentaries is like, it's not very practical for probably a, a very long time until you're making like hit documentaries. So, um, yeah, it's a it's a process. So you gotta really like you know like she says in the trailer, you really gotta love what you're doing. Um, I think that's like you know what resonates so much with me about the food truck. Um, owners is that they're showing like you know you're not going to make a lot of money off of it for a long time and so the only way to survive and keep doing it is like if you literally want to like you really want to do it that's the only thing and right i think that's how filmmakers are i think right. every filmmaker who really loves it feels yeah that. because we could easily be doing anything else and make way more money than we are now <laughs> right you know i get people ask me even today like are you able to pay the bills with what you're doing or are you, are you... Yeah. You know, uh, you know, is Brandon making enough money? And like, I for one, I wish they would ask me this um, in person, uh, and not other people. But uh, yeah. I, w- I would tell them like, yeah, I'm, I'm paying, I'm paying bills. But look, I'm not. This isn't a nine to five. You know, you have to know yeah. like how to work your schedule. You have to know like how to make sure you keep gigs in line uh you have to yeah. know when the planning sl- for the future planning for the part. future knowing slow months that's what messed me up i didn't know yeah. when the slow parts of the year was and that 
that really messed me up. But um, yeah. yeah, it's if I didn't love this, I would have been went back to like finding, yeah. like I probably would have been went went to another news station and yeah. uh, <laughs> stay there. But exactly. Cool man. So what's what's the next step? You got this documentary. Uh, I know mm. I know you will be having an awesome event uh, in Oh yes, uh, yes. Orlando. Yes. Where you have an out, outside um, it, premiere. Yeah. So what's really cool? Um, I'm trying to think if it was shown in the trailer, but um, so yeah, we're doing a premiere screening at A La Carte, and so this is a place um, like you said about your um, your downtown area, like. It's a place like set up just for food trucks. Well, not just for food trucks, but it's like a food truck lot, they call it. So you have like this really nice courtyard like outside. There's like a bar inside, and then there's also like a bunch of food trucks lined up, like very different varieties. And so it's going to be really cool because not only did we shoot like at least 25% of the documentary there, but you'll see a bunch of the food truck people subjects you've seen the film in person so like Vivica for example the badass uh, drag racer like you'll see her, her there and so I think it's just be really cool for people to get to talk to them in real life and um, you know I think it'd be really cool and then we'll, we'll be doing like a Q&A afterwards um, so that'd be really cool yeah Yo, Very that's awesome that. I, and it's free so if you're in orlando just stop by like no you don't have to pay anything look i wish i had travel money dude because i'll be down there <laughs> <laughs> i would yeah. i'll be down there and i would be down up in seattle with uh elizabeth if i had it trust me if i had yeah. it i would surely do it but cool that's uh, it. after that so what's the what's the next big thing uh so for this project or the next one? the next the next project <laughs> yeah so um i guess i'm the tradition on here is going to be me just talking about my next one and then coming back and talking about it once it's made. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. So for me, um, I'm glad you asked that cause I actually just realized what I was going to do the other day. So, um, do you know what the Sundance Ignite fellowship is? Sundance night fellowship. Uh, it's a Sundance Ignite fellowship. Ig- no. Mm-mm. So it's like, um, I'm probably gonna describe this badly, but it's like a, it's a fellowship for like young filmmakers from like 18 to 24. Um, and so pretty much what it is, it's like, it's obviously sponsored by Sundance and Adobe and they kind of look for new filmmakers, young filmmakers who, you know, might have a chance in the future or whatever. And so they try to get you on board and then they, you know, bring you to Sundance for free with like crazy, like all access passes and everything. And then they, bring you with like a mentor and so for me i don't know if i've said this before but <clears throat> for me like one of my main dreams is just to get a film at sundance um right so like getting into a sundance fellowship like this is like just a huge step towards that because like if you create that relationship with them like you have a very high chance getting in later um so they just kind of announced like their film challenge for that so i'm definitely going to be doing that um the deadline is like march 17th 2020 so we're about to work on a new documentary with that. I'm not going to talk about the details yet, just in case it changes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're going to be doing that. It's going to be a lot shorter than this one. It's going to be like eight minutes max. But it's going to be really cool. Um, I think it's going to be a huge step up. The equipment step up is going to be huge. Like audio especially is going to be a huge improvement. Um, love it. And, um, and then, yeah. And then hopefully the goal is to try to get into like a major film festival with it. So yeah we'll see what happens cool cool dude well let me know i might have a travel budget by then uh <laughs> yeah be able, to, be able yeah. to come over and help you out that's awesome yeah i i, I don't i'm 26 i just turned 26 so i do not meet that okay. age group so yeah, you missed I'm, it. I'm either gonna have to just you know make <laughs> something awesome or just better let better better luck next time but uh um, yeah 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 <laughs> no i'm very excited i think it's a great thing and um um yeah, so hopefully I get into that, and um, yeah, but if not, then we'll have a film anyway. So yeah, regardless, it'll be I mean, experience. So. R- remind me, how old are you are again? Uh, I'm 20 years old. <laughs> there I go. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 20 years old. You already got a documentary coming on Amazon. Well, <laughs> look, it, yeah, well, you got like what uh, at least three more. Y- Three or four year, more years yeah, to so try. I so, keep, yes, I will definitely keep trying for 
three or four years and annoy them until they accept me. So hey, dude, keep it going, yeah. keep it going. Well, cool, yes. man. I appreciate you coming back on the show, and uh, man, I can't wait to see the film. Uh, obviously, um, thank you. I'll def. What's gonna What's the price point gonna be on that? Or is um, it gonna so be just... Amazon? Uh, if you have Amazon Prime, you can watch it. Yeah, so it'll be free if you have Amazon Prime. Um, I don't think I'm like charging anything since just because it's like weird since it's like so short. I feel weird for doing that. Um, so yeah, if you have Amazon Prime, it'll be free to watch on September 29th. And if you like it, please leave a rating because that's the important part. That helps a lot. Um, also. If you want to, you leave an IMDb rating, which would help extremely since Amazon owns IMDb. So, yes. Okay. And you can check out the website, if you want, which will be in the show notes probably. So. Oh, yeah. Pro- man, I, you know I got you. Cool, cool. Yeah. Well, you yeah. heard them. Definitely uh, <laughs> September 29th. Is that yes. the date? September 29th. Yeah, so pretty much next weekend from recording this. Next so. Next weekend. Check out Amazon Prime. I will actually have a code for those of you who do not have Amazon Prime to try for uh, 30 days so you can watch it for free. Oh, wow. Uh, there we go. Yeah, there you go. Bam. And then you can. You yeah, yeah. And I can uh, make sure y'all leave a review. Uh, I'm quite sure it's going to be good. So five stars and then go <laughs> on to the IMDb. Uh, make sure you give me that link. That's what I'm gonna need, uh, so yes. people can do that. Yeah, I need to. I'm gonna try to make that today. Um, so yeah, I'll definitely know when I have that. But yeah, ratings are huge for Amazon. Like for the algorithm, it's almost all about reviews. So that'd be very helpful if you guys could help a young filmmaker's dreams come true. So yeah. Heck yeah! Support, support, support. All right, man. Exactly. Well. Once again, man, can't wait to the next time. We'll definitely have you back on the show for the next project (laughs) or before then. You know, you're always welcome here, and uh, I'll definitely get back with you when I see uh, the documentary. Yeah, let me me know what you think. Oh, yeah, I love food trucks, though. Tell me what you think about the sound design, especially. Oh, man, I leave all types of notes for you. (laughs) And you're going to hate this one interview shot that's like, God, this – the background, the background sounds not too bad, but um, it's outdoors in this. That's another thing with food trucks is like all the places they go to are always events. Mm-hmm. And so there's always people talking. So anyway, always people but, all, are all around. No, I get it. I yep. get it. But I think that people can forget that because I think that's where food trucks are. So, yeah. 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 Hey, I probably did good, man. I said, we'll. Thank you. We're going to see. We'll see. We'll see in, in next week. But yeah. either way, y'all y'all make a good review. So he can. Uh, it'll be easier to get uh, the next documentary back on it on exactly, Amazon. Exactly. All right, man. Well, I'll yep. catch you later. we we'll see you all next time on the show. We have a lot of other great guests coming up. I uh, promise you that. Until next time, please uh, leave a comment on the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on and um look don't be afraid to uh get into dms and send an email out to tell me how to uh podcast what you think about the podcast because i appreciate the criticism all right till next time again all right see you guys all right thank you see ya